This time on 15 Minutes, you'll never get back. We all know pole vault, but what about this kind of pole? We'll help you avoid the big post-coitus gaffes. And are you sick and tired of your husband's phoner? I'm Dale. And I'm Charlie. All that and more this time on 15 Minutes, you'll never get back. Hi, I have to share something funny with you guys because I love your senses of humor. Okay. I was was listening uh, to the radio coming home the other night, and I thought the Cool FM advertisement was, um, Cool FM makes you stay in your car long after you farted, is what I thought it said. (laughs) And, yeah. (laughs) What is it, actually, then? It's parked long after you've parked. (laughs) Long after you parked it. Long made you stay in your car long after you parted. Well, I thought that was a good advertisement. You know, that's the way that's the way Dale and Charlie like to roll. We like to say, you know what? If you can break wind and still stay in your car with the windows rolled up, because what we're talking about is so funny and engaging, then then we've we've done our job. That's right. One hell of a good radio station, right? (laughs) Yep. Well, thanks for calling. You have yourself a great weekend. You too. Bye. Bye. Gas. Bye. Bantam Bagels was made famous on Shark Tank. And what it was, was this mom in New York, and she had this idea basically to stuff stuff in bagel dough. So it was like this round ball of like your bagel right. dough. And then when you bit into it, it was like egg or cheese or pizza or whatever, right? right? Okay. So she made a fortune and within five years ended up selling this little company, which is also now being marketed through Starbucks um, for like $34 million. Like, the concept is so simple. You stuff crap in a round ball, mm-hmm. and people buy it. It's pizza pops, just a different shape. Yeah, but it's just, it's it's a perfect round, just slightly ball. smaller than a tennis ball. Okay. Which leads me to believe that there is room for us to also profit, because clearly anything shaped as balls, any, anything put in a ball, works. There's just no way to say this properly. So, what I'm thinking... If I can figure out how, and I made it once and it was an epic fail, but if I can figure out how to perfectly make round spaghetti balls. Spaghetti balls. Spaghetti balls. I think we got ourselves a million dollar idea. Million dollar idea. Spaghetti balls. Spag balls. (laughs) Like, okay, meatballs have been done. Even what other kind of balls can we make? Bruschetta balls. Oh, dude. With the tomato and the, the onion and the garlic. Bruschetta balls. That's a good one, too. Yeah. See, that would work. Lasagna balls. (laughs) That sounds rather regal. Ah, the five burning rings. Welcome to the games of the Olympiad, you say. Did you ever want to be in the Olympics? Well, I've got the body of an athlete. You know that. Me, too. (laughs) Uh, Here's something that maybe I could compete in if... uh, if it happens. Uh, pole dancing. <laughs> pole dancing? Pole dancing might become an Olympic sport. <laughs> so, hold on, wait, it gets better. <laughs> so, we know, like, pole dancing has become very popular, right? At first, it was very trendy. Yeah. And let's face it, like, it's really fun to watch. Like, when you see people epically Well, you know, fail. guys have known that for years. <laughs> <laughs> but here's, it's very hard. Like, the dancing. Yep. Is... The sport requires having a solid core, uh, strong glutes, right? You know, big arms. Like, like the, it is strenuous. I know. Um, 
is kind of comparable to gymnastics, I would say, except the pole is vertical <laughs> and not horizontal. <laughs> Hold on. The International Pole Sports Federation. What? <laughs> International Pole Sports Federation? There's an acronym. The IPSF <laughs> is uh, setting the way uh, to be recognized as an Olympic sport. So much, in fact, that the Global Association of International Sports has confirmed that they will be observing this technique uh, <laughs> of pole dancing to see if it does qualify. In the upcoming years. <laughs> now, it's important to note that Poles have been in the Olympics for a while. Of course, ever since Poland was a country. <laughs> <laughs> I was referring to pole vaulting. I gotcha. Right? That's been around since like 1896. True, okay. The first modern, modern Olympics in Athens. Okay. Um, so it's kind of like taking that original pole vault and just mounting it. Changing it around. Yeah, you're gonna be able to stick it on the dismount. <laughs> so let's call these the seven deadly sins. These the, the, are these are the actual seven deadly sins, are they? No, but they could be the end of your sex life. <laughs> so these are the biggest mistakes you can make right after sex. Right after sex. Right after. Okay. So calling oh, your wife. Is that one of them? Well, there's a list. Okay. Let's get to it. So this intimacy coach says uh-huh. uh, the moments after sex are just as important as the act itself. Mm-hmm. Sure. Said no guy ever. Mm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so here's the list of no-nos <laughs> after the big O-O's. <laughs> You better hope there was an uh-oh. Otherwise, it's an uh-oh. Right? <laughs> uh-oh. No uh-oh. Sometimes. Uh-huh. Rule number one. Yeah. After, after, after. Right. No negativity. Okay? No. So you don't both just kind of lie back and think, well, I didn't like what you did back there. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you should be thinking of the positive. You know? I am the positive. That's I, the first time you've let me go back there. <laughs> Okay. Uh, rule number two. Yes. No more naughty names. No so more naughty names. In 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 the throes of passion, yeah. you know, a sex participant might enjoy a, a naughty name, right? Like what? What? Like I don't know. If you're role playing and you you yeah. have a nickname for the wife or something, okay. and maybe right? Like so. Once once you're done, mm-hmm. you can't keep calling her that. Oh, I see. Okay, you can yeah. right. It'll, yeah. It'll, During it's fine. Yeah. After no, we're right. done now. Like yeah. Filthy. <laughs> that has to stop. What? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> don't phone it in. So <laughs> don't phone it in. As soon as you climax, uh, you might feel tempted to reach for your phone to check if there's any messages. Oh Lord! Right? Wow. So don't want to do that. Also, a rule: don't mention an ex. <laughs> no. Right? That would be bad. Apparently, especially by name in the act. <laughs> Yikes! That is more common yeah. uh, than you would think. Mm. This one, okay. I have to work on this. Mm-hmm. 
don't talk about chores. <laughs> so as soon as you're done, don't lie back and be like, oh, God, I got to wash the floor. <laughs> I got to change these sheets. Yeah, like, well, you know, that's just a given. Anyway. <laughs> and don't jump straight out of bed. No. Like once, once you know, you don't, you don't have to be a snuggler, but she suggests just taking a moment to, you know. Just live in the moment. Just, yeah. Just in, yeah. And, and finally. Yeah. Don't get upset. Because sometimes after sex, it is perfectly normal for your partner uh, to be a little winded, to be a little tired, oh. and you be energized, right? Like, you might be ready for round two. And meanwhile... You're about to have a heart attack. Right. Or the guy's, like, rolled over and sleeping. Mm-hmm. So, let's, let's recap. <laughs> no negativity. Right. No more naughty names. Yep. Don't phone it in. Yep. Don't mention an ex. Mm -hmm. Don't talk about chores. Mm -hmm. Don't jump straight out of bed. And don't call your wife afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to pick anything up on the way home, honey? Some milk. <laughs> WD-40. <laughs> it's a very important day. Boxer shorts were introduced to the world uh, on this date back in 1901. Wow. Yeah. Men that wear boxer shorts to bed are um, good at details and like order in their lives, apparently. Come on, they do not. Boxer shorts in bed? Are you kidding? The waistband starts to slip around. Next thing you know, you get up in the middle of the night, you realize the pee hole's in the back and you're sunk. <laughs> and if you wear them into work in the morning, trust me, guys. Well, if you wear boxer shorts, I don't know how you pull it off unless you're a guy that's built like Kramer or something like that. You know, because I... otherwise you're walking around and it's like having an entire bed sheet in your pants. <laughs> I remember in the 90s. Like, boxers were big time. Yeah. Like, you know how the kids, like, wear their pants off I, their I mean, butt I, now? I wear the boxer briefs, yeah, but yeah, that's no. a different thing. No, I remember, like, you know how you see, like, the, the knickers now? Yeah. It was cool to see the boxers in the 90s. But anyway. Uncomfortable. My son wants to be Captain Underpants. Captain Boxer Underpants? Well, no, just Captain Underpants. Okay, good. That's um, acceptable. Because um, the school has strict rules on what you can and cannot be for Halloween. Yeah. I mean, this is one of the few schools that allows dress up. Okay. So he's like, Mom, he's like, and he actually, he goes, Mom, can I borrow some of your knickers? He's going to be Captain Panty then. Captain Thong. Believe it or not, people would rather sleep than canoodle. It's a new poll that found 70% of people <laughs> agreed that sleep was better than the other thing. I'll tell you what, if you're get, catching people early in the morning, depending on the time you're doing the polling, <laughs> I, think, I think the results will speak for themselves because at this time of day, sometimes people are like, you know what? I sure would like a little bit more sleep. Okay, fine. I'm sure they're not polling people at 8.30 on a Tuesday. But why the, why the switch? Why, why are people more? Technology. What? Apparently it's more stimulating. <laughs> Millennials are the generation holding out the longest, in fact. People are, in fact, going to bed together, but they're on their devices. Right. Uh, people in their 60s are having the most sheet time compared to any other generation. There you go. I'm, I'm, really, I'm really worried for everybody's health. Okay, mm. we need to do something. What do we need to do? I'm sure you'll think of something. Honey, are you coming to bed? Just a minute. I got to send a couple more emails. Tired of your hubby always having a phoner? Has canoodle become can't noodle these days? Too tired to tango? Are you dragging it instead of shagging it? Then you need Shaggies, the all-new natural remedy that turns bedtime back to fun time. 
It's the once-a-day supplement that puts the spark back in your sparky. We asked this medical expert for his opinion. I told you, I'm not a medical expert. Shaggy's, recommended by four out of five professionals we asked. Just not that one. Shaggy's, put the woohoo back in you-know-who. Shaggy's, it'll be the only thing you get once a day. So have you ever been standing in an elevator and you start hammering on that closed door button? Oh, because sometimes it just seems to take forever. That yeah. and, you know, sometimes you just want to be alone And with there's your people thoughts. walking down the hallway and they kind of look shifty and it's like, ooh, I don't want to share the elevator with that guy. Turns out <laughs> yeah. the closed door button doesn't actually do anything. What? Doesn't work. This according to the director of the National Elevator Industry Trade Group. So those buttons used to work. But after um, there was an act passed uh, in the States, it was the American Disabilities Act in 1990, the elevator manufacturers had to disable them to make sure there was enough time for uh, people in wheelchairs or maybe walking with canes to be able to get into the elevator. If, if, there's, if there's a gentleman coming into the elevator and he's got like a walker and you're reaching over to hit the closed door button, you're pretty You much, can't say somebody's never done that. Not to me. I know it's horrible, but... but it's- I common sense. A lot of people will just sort of put their arm out and hold well, the door and wait you know, for somebody. I'd like to think that in Canada we're all kind of courteous enough for the most part. Let's hope. Now, if that's the case and these closed door buttons don't actually work, right? Why exactly are they? Why are they even there? Why are they, well, uh, they say for two reasons. One, tradition. Mm-hmm. You know, people just like to see them. Yeah. And two, simply people just like to push buttons. <laughs> I guess if you got a, uh, a real need to close the door. You know what? I, I'm, I can't believe that they would do that, though. I mean, why would they leave that on there if somebody really, I mean, they just. Probably because those probably panels are stocked. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I'll do you one better. While you were giving me the story there, I Googled the number for the Otis Elevator Company. Because <laughs> they're the guys on the signs, right? Okay. Thank you for calling the Otis Elevator Company. This is Otis. All of our representatives are currently busy helping our other customers. You can wait on the line, leave a message, or press 1 to speak to a manager. Actually, no, you can't press 1 to speak to a manager. That button doesn't work. You're just going to have to hang on. <laughs> there it is. Good morning, Dale. How are you today? Fine, thank you. My name's not Otis, but I can tell you what those buttons on the elevator are for. Okay. Okay. Um, I do a lot of house moving and apartment moves and stuff like that. Yeah. If you put that elevator on service, you have to hold that button in order for the door to close. Otherwise, it'll just stay open permanently. Yes. Oh, so if you're, if it's in like an apartment building, they have that option where you can put it on service when people are moving in and out, right? Yeah. You put the key in and you turn it to service and then you have to hold that close button in order for the door to close. That's why they still have the button there. Yes. Okay, it's not just there for people to push for fun? No, it's not just decoration. Not, not just there for impatient people who are just like, hey, I'm on the elevator and to hell with the rest of you. i got to get going. I don't know. That's so right. That's pe- right. People like to push buttons. <laughs> hey, why not? Yes, but as most men learn, doesn't matter if you push the button. If you don't push it right, it won't work. <laughs> hey, thanks so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed that 15 minutes you'll never get back, follow and subscribe. More on Dale and Charlie at 1075coolfm.com. Download your favorite episodes there or at Spotify. Leave a review so our egos can get inflated. Waste your time next week.